This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. Hey everybody, Joe Smith back for your Week in Geek for the weeks of February 17th to the 23rd and February 24th to March 1st. Welcome to our double thick spring issue, just in time for the leap day, which we totally did on purpose and doesn't have anything to do with me being sick or anything like that, but that's not important. Let's talk about the Weeks in Geek that's fit to speak. In movies, director Eli Roth is set to direct a Borderlands film for Lionsgate, based on a screenplay from Craig Mazin. Gearbox Software founder Randy Pitchford will co-executive produce the film, alongside Take-Two Interactive CEO Strauss Zelnick. Borderlands' story is set in the distant future, in which four vault hunters travel to the distant planet Pandora to hunt down an alien vault, rumored to contain advanced alien technology. In a press release, Roth emphasized that collaborating with Gearbox was one of the highlights of the project. No cast has been revealed as of yet, but production on the movie is said to begin later this year. Steven Spielberg is stepping down as director for the next Indiana Jones film, but will remain on as a hands-on producer. According to Variety, the decision to leave the director's chair was entirely Spielberg's, in a desire to pass along Indy's whip to a new generation to bring their perspective to the story. Rumors suggest James Mangold is in talks to take the reins, and Harrison Ford is still attached to the main role, but with a new director coming on board, the possibility that Indy 5 will be pushed once more from its 2021 release date seems likely. Following the Italian government's decision to stop all public gatherings in fear of coronavirus, filming on Mission Impossible 7 has halted in Venice. It's expected that production will likely move the entire crew to another place, or to their home countries, until they get a better sense of the continuing situation. Christoph Waltz and Guy Pearce are set to star in the fantasy adventure comedy The Portable Door, adapted from Tom Holt's six-book fantasy series and produced by The Jim Henson Company. The Portable Door is based on Tom Holt's series of satirical fantasy novels and takes us into the world of the mysterious J.W. Wells & Co., a seemingly ordinary corporate firm that specializes in magic. The film is still in the pre-production stages, so there's zero word on a release date. The trailer for Candyman released this week. The film is a direct sequel to the 1992 film and stars Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as an artist who moves to Chicago and discovers the story of Candyman while exploring the ruins of Cabrini Green. Produced by Jordan Peele and directed by Nia DaCosta, Candyman releases on June 12th. The trailer was released for Vivarium, a sci-fi thriller from director and writer Loken Finnegan. Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots star as Tom and Gemma, a couple looking for their perfect home, when a strange real estate agent takes them to yonder, a mysterious suburb neighborhood of identical houses. Tom and Gemma can't leave quick enough, but when they try to exit the labyrinth-like housing development, each road takes them back to where they started. Soon they realize their search for a dream home has plunged them into a terrifying nightmare. Vivarium releases the theaters March 27th. Rachel Brosnahan and Anthony Ramos will star in Distant, a sci-fi comedy from Amblin Partners in which an asteroid miner and a woman trapped in her escape pod become stranded on an alien planet. Directed by Will Speck and Josh Gordon, and based on a screenplay by Spencer Cohen, production starts on Distant next month. Lynn Shea and Tobin Bell are set to headline in The Call, a new horror film from director Timothy Woodward Jr. The film concerns a recently deceased witch who has a working telephone installed inside her casket. When a group of friends decide to give her a ring, they're horrified when someone on the other end picks up. 
and quick bites. DC's The Suicide Squad has finished principal filming. Director J.D. Dillard and Luke Cage writer Matt Owens have been tapped to develop a Star Wars film project for Disney, but it is unclear whether it is a theatrical or Disney Plus release. Universal revealed the third Jurassic World's full title is Jurassic World Dominion. Scott Hayes and Deacon Lockman have joined the cast of Jurassic World Dominion in undisclosed roles. WellGo USA has secured the U.S. distribution rights to Yang Sing Ho's Train to Busan follow-up Peninsula. The MPAA has given Mulan a PG-13 rating for sequences of violence, the first live-action remake from Disney to receive the rating. And Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will release digitally on March 17th and on disc March 31st. In television, Viacom CBS is planning a new streaming service that will combine the existing CBS All Access service with Paramount movies and shows from Viacom channels. In a call Thursday with investors, CEO Bob Backish said Viacom CBS plans to add substantial content to CBS All Access to create a combined, quote, house of brand product. That means adding content from Viacom properties Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, BET, and more, as well as movies from the Paramount Library. Backish said the new service is designed to fill the gap between the company's free ad-supported service Pluto TV and its premium Showtime service, which costs $11 a month. It's set to launch later this year. Backish did not say how much the new service will cost or whether its name will remain CBS All Access. Sci-Fi has greenlit a 10-episode adaptation of George Romero's Day of the Dead, the 1985 film that focused primarily on a small group of soldiers and researchers attempting to experiment on zombies in order to make them less of a threat. Sci-Fi series is said to start on the first day of the outbreak, at a time when the public has no idea what's happening or how to fight back. In the chaos, six strangers meet and realize that their best chance of survival is to pool their talents and work together. Day of the Dead is set to be co-showrun and co-written by Jed Elinoff and Scott Thomas, with no cast or release schedule. Jude Law will star in The Auteur, a new half-hour comedy series for Showtime from Taika Waititi based on the comic book by Rick Spears, James Callahan, and Luigi Anderson. The story concerns a serial killer picking off the cast of a horror movie on a studio backlot. Amazon is developing a new series called Mitchcraft from site creator Stephen Franks, described as aspirational horror, aiming to make scary fun again. The series concerns a small-town fire marshal who realizes he may have inadvertently harnessed the power of the supernatural and become, for lack of a better term, a witch. A trailer released this week for Tales from the Loop, an eight-episode Amazon sci-fi series based on the artwork of Simon Stalinhug. The show explores the town and the people who live above, quote, the Loop, a machine built to unlock and explore the mysteries of the universe, making things possible that were previously relegated only to science fiction. Starring Rebecca Hall, Paul Schneider, and Jonathan Price, Tales from the Loop releases to Amazon on April 3rd. In the wake of the Westworld third season trailer that released a few weeks ago, additional secret trailers were discovered. The trailer links were found by a Reddit user digging through the InsightInc.com website, a viral marketing page. Three trailers have been found in total, one of which reimagines Westworld as a rom-com, and of course links to each are included in the podcast description. Westworld season three premieres on the Ides of March. Amazon has released the trailer for Amazing Stories, the revived anthology series made in association with Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment, will tell standalone genre tales dabbling with sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and other genre elements. The five-episode season of Amazing Stories comes to Apple TV starting March 6th. A trailer was also released for Transformers War for Cybertron, a three-part episodic series with each one taking place at a different critical moment in the history of the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons. The first installment, Siege, will consist of six 22-minute episodes set on Cybertron as Megatron pursues the AllSpark and the Autobots try to stop him in a desperate series of missions that end with a terrible unexpected choice. Produced by Rooster Teeth with animation by Polygon Pictures, Siege will be premiering on Netflix sometime this year. 
and more quick bites, Ben Schnetzer will be replacing Barry Kogan as York in the upcoming adaptation of Why the Last Man. Daniel Radcliffe has confirmed he will not be playing Mark Spector in Marvel's upcoming Moon Knight series. Macaulay Culkin has been cast in American Horror Story's 10th season in an undisclosed role. Carl Lumbly has joined the cast of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier in an undisclosed role. James Purifoy, Edward Hogg, and Jesse Romeo have joined the cast of Pennyworth's second season. Stranger Things' Priya Ferguson has been promoted to a series regular in season 4. Ava DuVernay and Victoria Mahoney are developing a script-to-series show for Amazon based on Octavia Butler's Zeo Genesis trilogy. DC Universe has announced that a 13-episode second season of Harley Quinn will begin streaming on April 3rd. And in video games, Xbox head Phil Spencer shared details on Microsoft's upcoming Xbox Series X hardware in a recent Xbox Wire post. The next-gen console will use custom processors that leverage AMD's Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architecture for 12 teraflops of performance, roughly four times better than that of the Xbox One. The console will also support ray tracing, 120 frames per second, and include SSD storage for reduced load times. In addition, new features were revealed, such as Quick Resume, which allows players to suspend multiple games at once, resuming them later with no load screen. Another feature, Smart Delivery, will make sure that no matter which console version of a game you're playing, Microsoft will deliver the best version of that game to your console. The Xbox Series X is expected to release just in time for the holidays this year. Checking in on Google, Stadia has not been a huge success, partially due to the lack of games in the library. According to Business Insider, the reason developers are staying away from developing for Stadia is due to the lack of financial incentive from Google. Platform owners like Microsoft and Epic offer upfront incentives to developers and publishers to create or release games on their platform. But with Google Stadia, the incentive was, in the words of one dev, quote, kind of non-existent. In addition, other devs are concerned about Stadia's future and how committed Google was to running the service long term. In other news, Lucasfilm announced a new publishing initiative called Star Wars The High Republic, based on the thousand-year period between The Old Republic and prequel films. The High Republic will start with five book releases. The first, Light of the Jedi, will be released on August 25th, with the others releasing about once a month. Bob Iger has stepped down as CEO of the Walt Disney Company, effective immediately. Iger succeeded Michael Eisner as CEO in 2005 and quickly became one of America's most respected CEOs. During his tenure, Iger oversaw the acquisition of Marvel Studios, Pixar, Lucasfilm, and 21st Century Fox, and most recently launched the Disney Plus streaming service. Iger will remain with Disney as executive chairman, focusing on creative endeavors. Bob Chappick has replaced Iger as CEO, who previously was the Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman. Publisher Dan DiDio has left DC Comics after 10 years, according to Deadline. DiDio served as both a VP and executive editor for the company, as well as pending issues of a number of series. He was also famously one of the architects behind DC's massive New 52 relaunch that reshaped the vast majority of the publisher's prime continuity. And that, folks, is your Weeks in Geek. As always, a full listing of this week's articles is available with source links down in the podcast description, and I'll see you geeks next week. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. <laughs>